Good day. This is Godliness with Contentment, episode 33. My name is Kino Hanna, and I'm here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. I believe that it's possible for Christians, people of faith, to reach financial independence. I am embarking on a journey through the Bible, and we'll be looking at wealthy people in the Bible who were people of God. This is actually my second installment, and today we look at Abraham. Last week, if you missed that one, we looked at Job, and we're kind of going through the Bible in a chronological fashion, right, from beginning to end. So when I think about Abraham, there's like so much to talk about. I'm going to try to focus on a few things, um, which means I'm probably going to miss out some of your favorite parts. But the things that I want to talk about is specifically his wealth, but then also how he got it. And I'm thinking I'm going to call this one, in fact, I'm going to call this one Abraham Blessings Upon Blessings. Because I believe the way he got his wealth and I believe that he, he showed it through his life. He got it from God. He realized that it wasn't him or it wasn't something that happened or someone, but that God had blessed him and blessed him and blessed him. And he became wealthy. And not that wealth was even the biggest thing for him. Obviously, there were so many other things that Abraham had to deal with. And even the blessings were not necessarily specifically about wealth either, but they were about his offspring and how the impact of his offspring would have on the world. And of course, um, the biggest from his offspring being Jesus and the impact that Jesus would have on the world. So, but I'm not going to look at everything, right? I want to focus on the wealth aspect. We're going to look at a few passages. I'll read them, talk about them, and um, hopefully we can learn something about Abraham. So, when I think about wealthy people in the Bible, I think that one big thing that stands out to me, and again, we're talking about people of God, is that God blessed them. That's how they got wealthy. And in Abraham's case, I think it's like, this is the clearest example. So let's jump on in. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis 12. I'll read a few verses there. I'll pick up in verse 1 go down to verse 9. So I guess you can follow along. And I thought I had it, but let me turn there on my computer. Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was seventy-five years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. 
Abraham traveled throughout the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah or Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. So this is kind of the beginning of it all for Abram. And I said Abram because this was before his name was changed. In fact, it's not until Genesis 17 that his name is actually changed to Abraham. And I may kind of mess up going back and forth. Um, I will read Abram. I may say Abraham. So I'm going to ask you to forgive me for that. But what God lays on Abram or Abraham is huge. God would bless him, but he was also, this is Abram now, he was supposed to be a blessing to others. In fact, from him or his seed, all nations on earth would be blessed. So that's a big kind of responsibility for God to put on him. Of course, we know the biggest part of that uh, blessing or promise is that Jesus would come in the line of Abram and would bring salvation to the world. So that's flat amazing and awesome. So God blesses Abraham, but what would come later for Abraham is the best part of this. Abraham would be long gone, but Jesus would come. And that's the best part. As we talk about wealthy people in the Bible, the question comes, how did he become wealthy? In this case, Abram. How did Abram become wealthy? Well, God blessed him. And it's as simple as that. And I could sign off. I could say, check you later. But actually, I have some other things we want to talk about. But one thing we see from the break is that Abraham obeyed God. In addition, he goes not knowing where. God would show him but he had to go first. So God calls him, tells him, grab your stuff and go. Abram doesn't know where, but he obeys God. And so even that is something quick for us to pick up on and learn. We want to be blessed by God, right? Whether it's wealth or not, but are we willing to do something as simple as obeying God when we don't know exactly where we're going. But Abram did it. So, even here in the passage we read, it seems like his wealth was already accumulating because in verse 5, it talks about his possessions and the people he acquired in Haran. And he would have to carry the possessions and the people with him wherever he went. And then we see something of note in verse 7. God appears to Abraham, or Abram, I'm sorry, and tells him that to his offspring this land would be given. And then Abraham builds an altar to God. Later on, 
he moves on to a different place and he builds another altar to God. And it says he calls on God's name. Then he moves to another place. So Abraham does quite a bit of moving in, you know, what we will read. But then also just as he moves about, you know, I guess trying to figure out where does God want him to be. But as he moves, he's grateful. The thing that comes to my mind about him building the altar or the altars is that he's honoring God. He's grateful that God has blessed him. God's protected him as he travels about and he wants to make it known. And so he sets up this altar to God and it doesn't say that he sacrifices anything on the altar, but by erecting the altar, it points to the fact that a sacrifice is being given. But I believe as well, his moving about is spiritual. He moves not knowing where, but he calls out to God, I believe, for guidance and for protection, but also to give God thanks, because as he moves, he knows God is protecting him. So the thing that, one of the key things I want to keep talking about in this particular episode is, or the question for me and you to answer is, are we giving thanks for what God has done in our lives? I know sometimes, most times, we don't know what God is doing. Right? It isn't, isn't until later that we kind of figure it out. We want growth. We want success. We want, you know, so many things. And sometimes it feels like we're not getting anywhere. We're just spinning our wheels. But even in the midst of all that, God is taking care of us. And we need to be grateful and let him know. And I believe that's what Abraham does. He lets God know by setting up the altar, by sacrificing, by calling on his name. He needs God as he travels about. So let's jump now to Genesis 13. And we're going to read a few verses there. So Genesis 13, I'll do 1 to 6, uh, 12 to 13, and then hopefully 14 to 18. Hopefully I keep track of what I'm reading. But let's go 1 to 6 first. So Genesis 13. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev he went from place to place until he came to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had been earlier and where he had, be- sorry, where he had first built an altar. There Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. So I'm going to jump down to uh, verse 12. It says, Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, After Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to the north and south to the east and west. All the land that you will see I will give to you and your offspring 
forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. And then verse 18, So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, or Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar to the Lord. So he's moving again. He had gone to Egypt. I know we didn't read all of it. Now he goes to the Negev. The Bible tells us that Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and silver and gold. And of course, he still has um, a lot of people in his uh, community, in his house, servants, children, etc. He goes back to Bethel where he had been before and where he had built an altar. And there it says he calls on God. And then it talks about how he and his nephew Lot split. Abraham goes to the hill country and Lot on the plain near Sodom. God appears to Abraham again and tells him that his offspring will inherit the land and that they will be like the dust of the earth. You know, it even uses the phrase like, if you could count the dust, then you could count his offspring. So that was quite a bit, right? Abraham goes to another place and there builds an altar to God. And like I said, I believe that this building of the altar is about him just really showing gratitude and honoring God wherever he went. And he sacrifices on the altar. And I've never really looked at Abraham like this in terms of gratitude. You know, I've looked at him in terms of the father of faith. Um, I looked at him as being sacrificial or obedient, you know, even later on in chapter 22 when he goes to sacrifice his son Isaac. But his gratitude is amazing to me. And when God is blessed, we should be grateful. When we're not grateful, it's a slippery slope that I believe leads to ruin. But the other thing that's amazing is this amount of traveling that he's doing. He is going everywhere, it seems, right? And, but as he travels, he's trusting God. He sets up altars. He calls out to God. And so he knows that God is sustaining him. Let's jump to Genesis 14. This will end our, you know, the verses that we will look at today. So Genesis 14, we'll do 14 to 16, 18 to 20, and 21 to 24. Some interesting things happen here. In fact, I'll tell you a little bit before I read. So a war had broken out involving the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. They flee. And the four kings who are fighting against them, well, they seize all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah. And unfortunately, they also carry away Lot and his possessions. Remember, Lot was Abram's nephew. So let's go to verse 14, where we see Abram kind of stepping in. So Genesis 14 or 14. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. 
During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with the women and the other people. In verse 18, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, With raised hand I have sworn an oath to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the strap of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the man who went with me, to Ana, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them have their share. So like I said, Abraham steps in. Lot was carried away. Abraham had a small army himself. He had 318 trained men. So this tells you how big his, his kind of community had become. From servants and children and all that. And he had 318 trained men. I don't know if they were trained just to be shepherds or to deal with the livestock, but it sounds like they were trained to fight as well. And I guess because he's traveling about so, so often, he needs protection. Kind of makes sense. So it says that they defeat the kings, I believe, and I know God was clearly involved here. 318 trained men, 318, I don't know how many men the four kings had. But I believe God was involved. And he rescues Lot and his possessions. The king of Sodom comes from hiding. and But we also meet Melchizedek, king of Salem. And it says that he's, one, he's king of Salem, but more importantly, he's priest of God most high. It tells us that Melchizedek blesses Abram, and Abram gives him a tenth of everything. Now, that is a lot in that short piece there, and I suggest you go study that out on your own, but I do want to point out one or two things. In his talk with the king of Sodom, Abram says that he doesn't want anything from the king. He doesn't want it because he doesn't want it said that king of Sodom made Abram rich. Abram did not want the spoils for himself. His man could take a share, but he did not want anything from this wicked king. Abram wanted it known God had made Abram rich, not this king. And then we take a quick look at Melchizedek. It says that Abram gave him a tenth of everything. But a tenth of what? Abraham did not accept anything from the king of Sodom. So where did he get this tenth of everything from? This must have come from what Abraham had previously. 
Abraham gave from what God had already blessed him with. So this sacrifice of this tenth cost Abram something. But also, I believe that this was out of gratitude. He and his 318 men, they just went and they defeated the army of these four kings. Clearly, God was there. God's strength was involved. And they rescued Lot. I believe Abraham was grateful. And his giving this tenth to Melchizedek was a part of his worship, of his gratitude to God. And as I speak to people of faith today, or others who just stumble upon this podcast and are listening, are you giving sacrificially? Sacrificial giving, it makes so much more sense when we are grateful for how God is blessed. And that's where Abram was. He was a man of obedience, yes. He was a man of intense gratitude, if you look at everything that we've read today. But then, when we go back to the very beginning and God calling him, remember, he was blessed. God had blessed him. And because of his blessings, he was supposed to be a blessing to others. We see him here being a blessing to Lot. Lot was taken away, him and his family and his possessions. Abram goes and rescues him. Why? Because he has a small army. Where did he get that from? God had blessed him with it. So even as we think about God blessing us, God blesses so we could be a blessing. It isn't just for us, but it's for us to use what God has blessed us with to help others. So, That's all I have for you today. Join me next time, and we're going to take a look at Abram's son, Isaac. Please also invite your friends and family to listen to the podcast. Tell them to search for Godliness with Contentment wherever they listen to podcasts. This is Keen O'Hanna signing off saying, check you later. Mm -hmm.